everybody and welcome to long time ago radio a conversational podcast about star wars and the official podcast of canontimeline.com i'm one of your hosts joshua mobley and i'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy alex vargas and rebecca june lane how is it going you two good it's going good, good. yeah we're ready to ready to talk about some star wars we are i have a new star wars t-shirt on today just for the occasion i'm very excited nice. about it yep nice i uh I, I w- I'm not wearing anything Star Wars related, and I realized, uh, but it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> are you in? Are you in full armor, Alex? No, I'm in my uh, tire reserve hat just because my armor's packed <laughs> away right cause. now. Just because, yeah. you know. Alex is a is a member of the 501st. What's your What's your garrison again? Southern California Garrison, LA Squad. There you go. Yeah, I LA got squad? to. Yeah. Oh, it gets complicated. Alex explained a lot of this to me. When we were at celebration, I was like, "So what?" Like he he would tell me like all the different, all the different squads and all the different things. It was it was it was, it was illuminating. <laughs> illuminate. How many of you guys are there? Uh, in LA. Yeah. A few, uh, I honestly don't know. There's a few hundred. We're Damn. we're one of the largest garrisons um, in all of the Five Hundred First. Um, I am part of the LA squad. So just so you know how it works out, every area has a garrison. And then those garrisons are broken up into smaller squads just so we can organize ourselves better. Um, And then we basically all troop together. We go to special events. We go in costumes. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We actually have, I think on our topic list, we have like a whole topic about fan groups. Like the, I almost called them the rebel scum. That's not what they're called, right? (laughs) Uh, No, no. Called like the rebel alliance. Isn't it just called the rebel alliance? Rebel legion. Rebel Legion, yeah, Rebel Legion, 501st, uh, the Mercs, all that stuff. So we'll talk about that uh, at some at some other time. But uh, if you're just tuning in, welcome to the first episode. Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio. Whether you are from the class of 77 or Rogue One was your first Star Wars film, you're welcome here, no matter who you are. Old fans and new fans alike. And uh, we're going to get going on our topic for our very first episode. You all ready? Yep. All right. Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. To rescue a beautiful princess. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Too little short for a stormtrooper. And defend the forces of freedom against the Death Star. Here it comes. The winner of seven Academy Awards, the legendary Star Wars. Rated PG. Starts Friday at a theater near you. So, uh, I, you know, it occurred to me earlier as I was getting ready for this that it is on Thursday. It will be the proper 40th anniversary yep. for Star Wars, Woo. which is kind of crazy because when, when uh, Alex and I went to Celebration in, in Orlando this year, and it was like 40s everywhere. <laughs> not the not the beer. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been sweet, a special oh, 40th anniversary oh, 40. I'm sure wherever the 501st went, there were there were <laughs> many 40s, but uh, there were there was uh, a lot of like tons of merchandise and shirts and stuff. And I had for some reason thought like it had already passed, and then uh, I was at work and someone had mentioned it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's Thursday, like proper year 40. So this week we're talking about how we fell in love with Star Wars. Uh, just like our favorite galaxy far, far away, everyone has a different story. And those stories are what touch us, motivate us, and inspire us. Like the motto at the top of the show, uh, everyone has a different point in their lives where they became enthralled by Star Wars. At least if you're listening to sh- this show, I hope you've been enthralled by Star Wars. <laughs> If not, you're you're still it's fine, uh, and it doesn't matter whether you've loved the film since you were a child, enjoyed the cartoons, or just recently made your first trip into the galaxy with Rogue One. Your story is just as important and just as moving. So that's what we're going to be talking about today for our first episode: how and why we fell in love with Star Wars, and why it continues to absorb so much of our lives. So, whoever wants to uh, start can go i feel like as the host i should probably go last so i'll let 
I'll let uh, actually Becky, since you're the first name down on, <laughs> on this list here, why don't you start? Alphabetical. All right, yeah. good a reason as any. Um, yeah. It's funny that you say the 40th anniversary. That reminds me of the 20th anniversary, 20 years ago. We are old now. Um, that's when I first got into it. The reissue. Um, in 1997, I was nine years old and my dad, uh, got Star Wars for me from the local video store, showed it to me out of order, mind you. I actually- Where did he start with? <laughs> well, we saw New Hope as, as you're supposed to, but then he accidentally picked up Return of the Jedi before Empire, um, which was very confusing to me as a child, but I- <laughs> <laughs> You'd be missing some major plot points. Yeah, it was really confusing, but it was kind of cool to see it in that order. Uh, I don't know. It, it was bizarre, but I fell in love with it regardless, so I kept asking my dad to rent it, and then when the special edition VHSs came out, I got that for Christmas, and it was actually... Um, more than just Star Wars, it was kind of influenced the entire trajectory of my life. Uh, because if you have those special edition VHSs, uh, they have these five minute documentaries um, before each film that say what they updated, much to the ire of many traditional fans, <laughs> uh, what they updated to uh, make this new made movies. Um, I didn't know that that could be somebody's job, let alone somebody's job to make a world as amazing and fantastic as Star Wars. So uh, from that moment on, I got a video camera and became obsessed with film. And today I work as a, a TV and film editor. But um, that was beautiful. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Alex, it's your turn. Uh, Star Wars. Um, first memory I ever, the first thing I can remember is sitting on the couch as a little kid, eating a giant bag of Oreos, watching Obi-Wan Kenobi rescuing Luke Skywalker from the Sand People. Um, it was the first thing that I can remember, very first movie that I saw, uh, and I was introduced to Star Wars on bootleg VHSs that were taped off of blockbuster movies. Oh, <laughs> Santa, right? Uh, kindergarten, Santa Claus gave me the original three VHS tapes. I watched them nonstop. When the special editions came out, went to go see those all at the movies. My dad and I would go toy hunting. I mean, we've been collecting Star Wars since I was five years old. I mean, it's been a part of my life every single day since the first time I saw the movies. Um, I mean, everything from comics to action figures to now costumes and helmets, trying to find original props, it's just been an obsession of mine. And I think a lot of it has to do with the lore and the, the how big of a story it is, how it's not just the story of Luke Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. It's this giant galaxy that has stories that are intertangled. So you get this large giant net of a, of a of story, really. Like there's not just one clear track. You may be following Obi-Wan Kenobi's story, but then it parallels to someone else's. And then you realize, oh, that guy has a comic book. And you read his comic book and you learn more about his backstory. And it's just, just the way that this whole thing has been connected. It's, it's a galaxy that you can escape from when there's stresses in life. There's books you can just sit down and just read when you're having a bad day. It's just, it's just a nice escape from the frustrations that you have on a daily basis. And sitting at my computer right now looking at all the art is kind of become an obsession of mine that I have. I mean, just right now, I think around me there's at least 20 Star Wars prints, four custom painted uh, comic book covers, and four Mandalorian helmets right next to my computer. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a part of my life, really for the majority of my life. Yeah, I've speaking of random Star Wars stuff you have laying around, I know that I have I have my, um, I started collecting, and we'll get more into this when we talk, when we have our collecting episode, because Alex, I know you're a giant collector also. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've started collecting Star Wars games, and I've gotten uh, copies of boxed, uh, two of the three box Super Nintendo games, and I have them in these plastic protective cases now. Um, so I have those propped up, and I've been trading a lot of... Uh, I do a lot of like um, retro game trading on Reddit and stuff, and I've been trading for uh, more Star Wars games and stuff. So I've got a couple of those that came in this week and stuff too. Nice. But uh, Yeah, 
Becky, what do you have? What's 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 around your computer oh, that's Star Wars well, related? Well, literally within arm's reach is Lost Stars, which I just ordered. Yes. So yes. and I'm about five pages into it. Um, I need I need people to talk to. I hate to interrupt you, but no. I need people to talk to about Lost Stars. You sold me on it. You were very adamant about it, and I actually I loved it. I, I've I've been really excited about kind of this re canonization and saying like hey we're just gonna say that these novels are canon i kind of like that it makes it easier for someone like me with not a whole bunch of time to kind of expand a little bit outside the films without having to study so much of the eu so yeah i'm psyched about these novels for sure yeah i i too share that feeling i as someone who never ever got into the expanded universe and i actually have someone lined up to come on and guest when we eventually talk about it because he knows way more about it than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I couldn't, I could never get into them. And, and from what I hear, it got like weird. And there were all these like, uh, what's the word? Like just uh, in, dis- in, in discrepancies. Yeah. There were all these di- like discrepancies. discrepancies. Yeah. yeah. There were all these discrepancies right. and stuff. And that's and, what happens when you don't have a controlled cannon, but yeah. And now, yeah, I, I've heard people say like, Oh, you know start people writing in the star wars universe now like they don't have as much freedom and i'm like but that's sort of a good thing because that means that everything is connected and right. and correct and stuff and and from what i understand like the story group works with them pretty pretty close but yes lost stars i actually just finished it like a second time oh my gosh i haven't yeah. even started that yet so I, I I listened to I had the audiobook. I listened to it in two days. That's the fastest I've ever wow. gotten through a book. Yeah, I was a little and, intimidated and, by the yeah. size. It's five hundred and fifty one pages. Yeah, but the uh the font is Oh big. yeah, it's for like toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah, I uh but the audiobook was only like eleven hours, so I, I'm like, it can't be that long. And then when it came in like the, I bought the physical copy also because Nicole's like, I'm not going to listen to it. I'll read it. And she's a she's a super fast reader anyway. So it came in. I'm like, oh, my God, this thing's huge. It's like, how did I get through this in two days? And then I opened it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like the font's huge. Um, but no, I, I absolutely loved it. And then I, I like was just like, I got to listen to it again. And then I listened to it again. Uh, but now I'm on Dark Disciple. And I I'm love about, that book. Just bought that, too. Yeah, yeah I'm about three fourths through it. And I'm enjoying it. Not like as much as Lost end. Stars, but I, I like I like it. Um, These are my first Star Wars books. I've never read any novels before. Yeah, so. me neither. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's 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 nice that yeah they recan there was like so much good that came from recanonization. Right. Um, and not to like poo poo on up. the EU because I know people are really into it. I mean my my approach to Star Wars in general, and I, and I hope we bring this into the podcast is that I just love Star Wars. You know, from Star Wars novels to comic books to band aids. Like if it has Star Wars on it, it has my heart. I have band aids. I actually I mean, that was another thing that's within arm's reach. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not. You're not alone. I have Star Wars band aids. Hey, yeah, look I got at some BB-8 ones too. <laughs> nice. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, um, I guess I can go since I'm the I'm the last. Do it uh, for my thing. So, Star Wars isn't my earliest memory, but I know my earliest memory of Star Wars was it was really late at night, and I was watching Empire Strikes Back, and I remember my dad trying to make me go to bed, <laughs> and. And I cried because I just wanted to stay up and watch Empire Aww. Strikes Back. And he was like, you can watch it tomorrow. And I was like, I don't want to watch it tomorrow. I want to watch it now. I, th- I was probably like four, like four or five. Wow. Uh, so I was very stubborn. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I remember uh, I got the, um, I think it was the VH set, VHS set before the one you mentioned, Becky. Because mm-hmm. the, the, mine is the one where it's like, uh, it's like uh, it starts off and it's like we're going to do special editions. But before we do that, like here's the originals one last time. What you were know? the covers of yours? Just curious. Of your it's VHS. all the faces. So it's like, uh, uh, gotcha. okay. it's like a Darth face. of uh, Yeah. The half face, right? Yeah, the half yeah. faces. Um, which is funny, too. Uh, I When Force Awakens was coming out, I bought a VHS player. 
Aww. and was like i was like yes now i can rewatch these and their glory i rewatched four and five and they they still look great the tapes were fine and i remember as a kid jedi being my favorite yeah and oh my god when i put in that vhs i realized how much my it was my favorite because it is messed up man <laughs> like it like stutters and stuff like the frames are like melting as you're watching it it was it was crazy but it's it it made me laugh because i was like man i watched this movie like every day like yeah it was pretty crazy um but yeah i it's always it's always been like something in my life whether it's toys or the movies or just like playing you know uh at recess because like the prequels came out when i was in elementary school mm-hmm. so that was just something we we did and and back then i loved those movies absolutely even people told me i was wrong uh, uh that's just a generation gap thing right there yeah i mean i uh i mean I, I i loved them and then i soured on them as i got older and now i've sort of come to terms with them man i'm just given a whole like gamut of things that are on our uh <laughs> our topic list but I, I've come to terms with them. I don't think they're like the best movies ever made, but I like the overarching story they tell. Mm-hmm. And in that way, I can kind of forgive them. Also, they, also they gave us Clone Wars, which is like one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Hallelujah. So absolutely, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them. But yeah, I've, <laughs> I've always loved Star Wars. I, like you, Becky, have just recently started getting into the extended media because now I actually have a jumping-off point. And, uh, mm-hmm. so I, actually, am I the only one who reads the comics? I don't remember if you have read any of the comics, Alex. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm behind a little bit. Um, but I mean, I'm loving the star Wars, uh, one Darth Vader was awesome. I loved Vader down just being able to see these little gaps in the story that we had never seen before. Yeah. And the explanation, like the, the change of character between Darth Vader and a new hope and Darth Vader in empire strikes back. There's a change in the way he, he, deals with the rest of the people in the empire and those books gave you a peek as to how he changed who was in charge you know his the inner workings of the empire in a in a time period that we had not seen yet yeah it's funny that you you mentioned vader down because i had finished um i had finished the third star wars trade and i was like that was okay and then i and then i picked up the fourth one which was last flight of the harbinger and like read it in one sitting, it was so good. Yeah, you just you just keep going and going, then you realize, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm done. You're like, oh my god, a stormtrooper with a lightsaber? I gotta uh-huh. know what's going on here. Uh, and then after that, I read Vader down, not realizing that it takes place between Star Wars two and Darth Vader two, like it was a crossover <laughs> thing. But and I hadn't read Darth Vader two yet, and then uh, and then going back to Darth Vader two, I'm like seeing characters that died in Vader down. I'm like, what? what? And then and then I realized I was like, oh, I read this out of order. But you got the yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming Vader Down starts like right when he's spitting off into the universe. No, actually. Um uh the uh so I'm trying to think. Star Wars and Darth Vader, they take place between four and five, but it's after that. Okay. So it's like between so the Vader Down is like a crossover between those two series because they run con, uh, they run at the same exact like time. They, yeah, they basically. run parallel to each other. That's too bad because yeah. I was kind of hoping it'd be like Vader like on a bender, like you know, uh, depressed. Oh, they should. Well, what's <laughs> nice is no that, spoilers. Yeah, but, but you should I'll, read I'll say, though, Lost Stars. The, oh, oh was it the first episode of or first issue of uh, Vader, you have Vader and the Emperor talking to each other about what had just happened in New Hope. Mm. Um, and it, it's a nice jumping off point to where you go from the movie and, oh, you're referencing things we've seen. So it, it's an easy flow into yeah. the rest of the story. Also, uh, And also, as someone who's on, uh, I'm not huge on the Darth Vader comic. I think it's okay. I, I You get to get to spend time with Dr. Aphra, and I like her a lot. Yeah. She's a cool character. And then she now she has her own, uh, she has her own comic that takes place after Darth Vader. So She also won the, uh, the People's Choice for the next action figure oh did she she did she's going to be in nice. a vintage card that's cool yeah yeah and for the for those listening uh who don't who maybe don't know about dr afra imagine imagine if indiana jones 
was was in Star Wars, but imagine he was a woman and not of the of the most upstanding morals and had two uh, killer droids too and and had a and had a uh, painted black version of C3PO and R2D2 that uh, wanted to, that wanted to murder everyone like at all times. I'm a big uh, fan of Triple Zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I, yeah. Triple Zero is great. <laughs> but yeah. Um. All right. Well, if does if anyone, ugh, man, I'm just stumbling over my words. You're doing a Unless really good job. Ha- oh, I'm sorry. I haven't, you know, it's, this is the first time I've podcasted in a long time. So, like, I felt like coming in, I was doing really well. And then, and now it's all falling apart. You're fine. But, uh, yeah, I'm impressed. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That's what editing's for. Yeah, that is what editing's for. Um, which I am going to edit things. So, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I guess if we're done, if no one has anything else to add about, uh, you know, why Star Wars is so great and and why they love it so much like maybe closing thoughts maybe if 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 uh people would be so inclined as if they have any closing as to why thoughts. we love star wars yeah it's just like a wrap-up um i love star wars just because it's again like i said it's an escape for me when i'm either stressed or i'm having issues at work it's just hey i'm gonna go and escape in this galaxy you know a long time ago and being able to enter a world where there are Jedi fighting to protect people, there's an empire trying to rule with the, you know, an iron fist. It's it's just so many stories, and it's easy to get lost in there and just just find a character that you can connect with and kind of live vicariously through them in this universe that's still evolving and still changing and still going on. That that's I think why I love Star Wars so much. Hmm. That's a good one. Very nice. Yeah, I, I mean. Uh, to say, you know, kind of expand what I was saying before, just there's a consistency to it in terms of what what each, you know, we have the games and the, and the books and the, and the comics, but it, it really boils down to this good versus evil and, and what people are capable of and 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 rising above their circumstances. And, and I like that that's consistent. It seems to be a, a common theme throughout all the different iterations of Star Wars. It's not overly complicated with, you know, silly romances, which can be a huge turn off when it's a very male dominated world. Like, you know, it's it's, you know, people fighting for what's right. And, um, you know, or people battling with with figuring out what is right. And, and, and there's something about that. It doesn't get overcomplicated. Um, and it's really easy to find yourself lost in that world and caring for these characters and their struggles. So, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I would say uh, that I would echo everything you both said. But at the same time, uh, I think one of my favorite things about Star Wars is just how deep it is. Like, I, I um, just, uh, apart from loving the movies and, like, appreciating them as films and then, the storytelling and, and everything. I, I love that they're so deep and rich. Like it's, it's such a, it's such a large universe for people to tell really interesting stories and to, you know, experiment with different philosophies and, and in a way that, you know, different people have different perspectives on the same events in star Wars as they do in real life. And I find that, you know, really interesting. Like, um, who is the chosen hoping, one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, and uh, and I I'm hoping to get into that a little bit when when we do like that episode or another episode is like um you know talking about you know the nature of the force because I have some ideas about how I kind of see it but I know that I've read other people's you know interpretations of how they how they see it or what they think it act like how it behaves or and stuff and I. I, I love that stuff. I love the the debate and the conversation around, uh, you know, the morality and the characters and the and the mythology and the symbolism and all that. And it's, um, and I just love like that it gets passed on and and it's just this this like thing that's always there. Like what my honestly my as chaotic as uh star wars celebration was and alex can attest to this and how poorly run it kind of was hmm. at least those first two days because my god yeah that was uh, <laughs> it was it was chaos uh 
my favorite thing was like seeing all the little kids being so Aww. excited um and just getting like like the, the their like faces lighting up when they see like a stormtrooper or something or like a r2d2 rolls by you know it's like oh this is what it's all about man it's like this is it's like these are the same feelings I had when I was a kid, but now like all these kids are spoiled. They get so much Star <laughs> Wars, you know. It's like I only had so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, when but... I see the little girls as Ray, like I, gosh, I sat when I saw Star Wars the first time or the Force Awakens the first time. I was sitting next to an eight-year-old girl, and I was just weeping the whole time. Oh my time. god, what an experience! Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, that's a whole other topic too, which we'll get to. I think probably. Our third episode will probably be the uh, the women in Star Wars one, because um, I yeah I I I think it's like I think it's so great that even recently like we have so many more uh, female characters, not even just like protagonists, but just like in general. Mm-hmm. And it's and I go to Targets now and I see little girls getting excited about getting lightsabers, which is something yes. like I never saw. I never saw that when I was a kid. Uh, and and it's just I don't know it's cool I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I think that's gonna wrap up our main topic, and I hear I hear the noise of the hollow net, which means it's probably time for some news. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna start small, and we'll work up to the bigger thing because the bigger thing will carry more conversation. Uh, the thing that happened today. And by today, I mean Tuesday, because this is going out Thursday. Uh, And if you're listening to this way in the future, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that we're all millionaires and that everything is fine. (laughs) Yes, from this. We're the the largest Patreon of of anyone. Uh, um, Anyway, our first piece of news is actually, speaking of comics earlier, is a comic announcement which for some reason the link to on the, I on the show notes is a microphone. <laughs> you were doing so well with all this free Yeah, we were doing so well. It's all falling apart. Uh, it's fine. I remember enough about this. Uh, Marvel announced that there is going to be a Mace Windu miniseries, so it'll be similar to the way they've done the Chewbacca and the Lando and, and the Leia miniseries where they're, they're only about like five issues long and they kind of just tell... Like a, t- a tiny story revolving around that character. Um, I don't. I don't actually know. I don't think they've said where this takes place in the timeline, but obviously it's in the prequel era um, because it should. Like the cover is literally Mace Windu like force pushing battle droids. So it's like okay, it's like probably not going to be post three. You know. So it it says on the StarWars.com that uh, we're following. Mace Windu as he leads a small unit of Jedi into battle shortly after the war begins. So this is right at the start of the Clone Wars where they're still trying to so figure out the generals. Two. Yeah, so a little bit after okay. two. Okay, cool. I'm excited about that. Mace Windu is a character I don't think gets enough. Uh, he doesn't have enough. Like I, I want, especially want a movie. Like I, I got all excited when. Um, when uh, Samuel L. Jackson appeared on the big on that screen at, at celebration, and he was like, he's like, Jedi can survive from that fall. So like, let's make a movie. Yeah, that's that <laughs> was like, gonna be my question. Is he? I mean, not knowing the extent, is he dead? Is he alive? Do we know? Uh, I don't think we know. He is. He's he's dead in quotes. You know, I didn't see no body, so that's hey. If if the way I if see it, Darth Maul can survive, then exactly. Who the hell knows? exactly get cut in half coming back that's you know which and we all accepted it speaking of we the eu it. that was the coolest thing that they pulled from the eu to reintegrate back into canon um i know they went off on that uh so that's cool that they incorporated that back in but I, yeah for sure i can talk about clone wars four days yeah and we will <laughs> one one of these days because i've actually been hankering to like rewatch it yeah, recently too. i know because uh, I finished Ahsoka, and 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 that's based on like her season seven slash eight, you know, uh, episodes that never were. Yeah. Basically, um, and uh, sort of, and uh, it it got me back in the mood to like watch 
I was like, man, I want to watch Clone Wars again. I've already watched it twice. And I'm like, eh, I could watch it again. Just put it on, you know. I just remember watching the first episode and expecting nothing and then having my mind blown and yeah. deciding it was my favorite thing that I've ever seen. So. Yeah. I, I remember the first season to me was like, uh, the only reason I got through it is because I wanted to watch Rebels. And I was watching <laughs> the first season and I'm like, this is okay. It's kind of hard to watch. And then season two, it ta- like immediately takes a, a turn. And it's like, this is actually getting pretty good. And then season three, you're like, this is amazing. Well, it's dark. Oh. They let it get dark. Yeah. There are some really violent and scary and, and troubling moments in that series. And I think oh, yeah. people don't understand. I think it's a kid's show, largely because of the, the first season and then some throw-off episodes where r2d2's bumming around for like five episodes but uh oh yeah i always tell people that want to come into that show i'm like if you're not enjoying an episode just skip it i'm like you're gonna you're gonna be okay because it was like there's episodes where it's like you know c-3po and jar jar binks go on an adventure and you're like you're not gonna want to watch you're not gonna want to watch that jar jar binks is love life i mean how can you go wrong with that yeah they have the most lore i skipped that one for sure oh that was a wonderful episode You just need a little uh, visual aids to get you through yeah. some a, a cocktail, perhaps. Oh, more than oh, one. <laughs> a couple of forties. Right? Some, some blue milk and some waffle yeah. ribs. Well, I'm down uh, to rewatch. You know, a couple with you guys. Maybe even the worst ones. <laughs> just. Oh yes, that sounds amazing. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about doing watch-alongs at some point too for episodes because I I definitely want to rewatch like the movies and stuff, and then at some point we could get into you know watching the series the siri the series is have you guys seen the original clone wars animated series yep no it's good. No. amazing i miss yeah. dirge that was one character i was hoping we would get either in clone wars or somewhere and we still don't have dirge see uh i'm gonna guess is he like a hammerhead <laughs> dirge is an alien species if i'm remembering correctly he his species was wiped out by the mandalorians so he has the uh basically he wants to kill all the mandalorians and in that cartoon series he's uh asajj ventress's uh lackey um and he's Mm. he's just an awesome giant character and i love his armor Hmm. yeah i uh i've never watched that that show that cartoon but i have friends that swear by it it's beautifully animated first of all uh it's just gorgeous yeah yeah um yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to give it a go. I, as I understand it, though, it's not canon anymore. No, because there's uh, there's big storyline differences between yep. that and what we yeah. know now. Yeah. Worth watching though. It's short. It's beautiful. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to give it a go. I saw like a thing on YouTube where it's like all of them, and it's it's like an hour and ten minutes. I was like, maybe I'll just do that one day. Yeah. One day soon. Uh, have some have some non canonical fun. And you know what? I think the I think the legends crowd they have a good attitude about about the whole legends thing. They're like, it doesn't really matter if it's canon or not. It's still a good story. Right. I'm like that's a good that's a good way to think about it. I like to think of it as like an alternate version of history. Sure. You know, uh, which which. You know how in Back to the Future they change the timelines. That's what legends yeah. is. So Pablo Hidalgo got in a DeLorean. And yeah, like, with Dave Filoni, and they just messed yeah. things up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if any of you follow uh, Andy Gutierrez on Twitter. Nope. But she got the funniest message on YouTube. And the the screen name was literally just Watto. And then the message just starts in all caps with Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did see that one. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It was like we need to go pod racing or whatever. It was so funny. Uh, I, I I I love that kind of stuff. Anyway, our second piece of news: uh, Marvel also announced that there's going to be a Cassian K2SO prequel comic, and now not a mini series, but it will be the um, it'll be one of the annuals. So if uh, for people that don't know. Uh, in comics, they'll occasionally do these things once a year called annual issues for like their biggest series, and they're usually like special. Like you could think of it as like in a TV series, you might have like an hour long episode. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's kind of like that, and so they're like these one off stories. Like uh, one of the ones that I own, I think the one from last year was the C three PO one, where you find out how he got his red arm. I actually still don't have that one. That one's a good story. Yeah, I have the one from before that, which is the one about the undercover um, 
the undercover Imperial agent who's trying to assassinate Palpatine. Um, that sounds cool. That one was cool. Yeah. And that character shows back up in Star Wars. And then there's like a... It's funny. They say his name and there's a little asterisk. It's like, if you're confused, like, read this. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Yeah. I love that they do that. But um, it's sort of like that. So we're so basically in August, we're going to get one of those one shots. It's going to be how... Basically how K2SO and, um, and Cassian became friends. So it'll be a 40-page one-shot. And, uh, like a buddy cop thing? Yeah, like a buddy cop thing. Uh, so that'll be cool uh, if you wanted more Rogue One content and stuff. Um, so I'll, 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 I'll go to our local comic shop and buy that immediately. I, still, I, need, to, you know, I need to just buy that C-3PO one. I, didn't, I haven't even thought about it. But. It's a tearjerker. Really? <laughs> I mean, you learn how he... I won't say what it is, but he, you learn how he gets the red arm and the significance of it. And for a droid, it's a tearjerker story. See, in my head, that would be a very not emotional story, considering we've seen him dismantled multiple times. But this, that makes you want to read it now, though, right? Yeah, it really yeah. does. See? I just... Uh, I keep ima- like I keep imagining a panel where it's like a zoom-up on his head, and there's some somehow a tear... <laughs> it's just a little bit of oil dripping from the eye. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Oh man! Um, and then our last piece of news, which we can talk about a little more at length because there's a lot more to it. Uh, Vanity Fair usually does these Star Wars covers, and they do big. Uh, they usually have a ton of information. Like they did it for. They've done it for the prequels. Or they did it for the prequels in the past. Um, and they have Annie uh, Leibovitz. Leibovitz? Leibovitz. I don't know how to pronounce Leibovitz. Um, she's done all of the Star Wars cast photos since the prequels. She did four for Vanity Fair for upcoming uh, The Last Jedi. So we have one that's um, Rey and Luke. The other one is Phasma with her helmet off. Yes. Which Woo. is the coolest part of all this, in my opinion. And I saw that. I was like, oh, they're they're actually making her a person. It's like this is great. Uh, you got Kylo and and Hux all on that one, and then you got uh, Poe, Finn, and Rose, which I saw this on Twitter. Couldn't confirm it either way. Uh, I someone had said that that uh, she I cannot remember her name right now. It's I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Rose but, Tico. Uh, no, no, the the actual person. The actress. Kelly Marie <laughs> Kelly, Tran. Kelly Marie Tran is apparently the first Asian woman ever on Vanity Fair. So, no way. Yeah, apparently, I was like, no way. And then I Googled I Googled Asian woman Vanity Fair and got nothing. <laughs> so I was like, not maybe even it's... Not in those issues with all the Hollywood stars? Well, I guess there's not many Asian apparently Hollywood stars. Apparently not. That's, well, there you go. Yay, Star Wars, I guess. Yeah, Star Wars breaking ground. Hell yeah. Uh, and then uh, the last one, of course, is Carrie Fisher. Queen. All by yourself, and it has, it's a great picture. Oh, um, tear, like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like everyone scrolling through these goes, yeah, all right, Luke and Rand is fine, and then they see, you know, they uh, they see Phasma, and they're like, oh, cool, no helmet, that's cool, and then you keep scrolling, and you're like, oh yeah, Rose, new character, and then you see, uh, and then you see uh, Carrie, and then you just cry. <laughs> <laughs> And, that, oh, like, and that's a fierce awesome. coat she's wearing too. She looks yeah, awesome. It is a it is a cool coat. She looks almost like uh you know what's weird is she almost looks like the emperor, but not gross. Yeah. Like a benevolent emperor. Like a benevolent emperor. With yeah. style. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really cool. I am still just apparently in this issue, um, Kathleen Kennedy is going to like quote unquote spill the beans about like what you know what Leia would have been doing in episode 9 or something and I I doubt that I kind of doubt that but maybe we'll get an idea of what it was going to be like So do we know how they're treating it? They're not apparently not going to put she's not in it at all in 9 at all. Um what I had heard is like they were possibly going to salvage some footage that they had used, or Paul Walker it, something, so, yeah, sorta. But then they said that they were absolutely not going to CGI her, mm, good. and they still stand by that. And then and then they recently, I think a couple weeks ago, came out and just said flat out like 
Carrie will not be in episode nine. So are like, they going to kill her? Who knows? I hope they That's don't the... kill her. I hope there's some sort of like, you know, in the no nod to the fact that she's no longer with us. But like, let's not force yeah. a you plot know point. I, I actually was thinking about this. You know how, you know, how every Star Wars movie always starts with like in a long, t- a long time ago or whatever. I think it would be great if, if, if this movie started off and in, and in that text, it just said like for Carrie or whatever. Oh. I think that would be great they just forsake i'm like crying the long time ago oh no don't cry (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh nicole's sad too i'm making everyone sad quick talk about something happy jar jar binks jar jar (laughs) no um yeah i i mean i i love these covers they're stunning i'm i guess they come out proper on thursday for the 40th uh let me they're coming out actually two different dates I think L.A. and New York get them first, and then a week later, the rest of the uh, country gets them. Which means they'll be they'll, it'll be online. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be on uh, our Star Wars, like like five minutes after it's out. So yeah, the yeah, I make portfolios online Wednesday, and uh, L.A. and New York get them on June first, and nationally June sixth. Mm. If you want hard copies, June. 4th. Wait, so we're not next week? We're yes. We're getting them until yeah, next week? You, next week. I, I, for some reason, thought we were getting them Thursday, but I guess whatever. That's fine. Uh, regardless, I'm, I'm curious what what uh, how people are feeling about Last Jedi. I, I almost don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know anymore. I, I'm in the same camp. But I know I'm going to end up learning more. <laughs> but I want to know we'll what... Phasma's holding in her hand in that picture on the cover. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Let me see. She's holding on to some sort of lance. Oh, yeah. Some sort of skinny, right? pokey Ooh. stick. Ah. Like a lance. That caught my eye. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> right? See, the first thing that I looked for is the changes. So you have the lance that we never had before. You have Kylo's scar, which has shifted over about an inch. And then yeah. you have Hux with his, like, beautiful hair. Yeah. <laughs> his, ama- his amazing part. Yeah. Right? It's, I mean, Wow. <laughs> do you remember when we were at Harry Potter land and he walked out? Do you not remember that? No, so we're, I don't. Because <laughs> because the guy who plays Hux he, uh, played one of the Weasley brothers in the oh, Harry Potter movie. Oh yeah. So like we're in the we're in the line for <laughs> Harry Potter, and they have like the hologram things or whatever, and and all the people I'm with are all like Star Wars people, and like he walks out looking like one of the Weasleys, and I was just like I just screamed, "There he is, got him!" <laughs> uh, uh, Those good times. I like also, I just want to go back yeah. to celebration. Yeah, that was a good convention. I like Phasma though. She's got like really serious stank face. She's pissed about something. She does. She looks awesome. She... Her her armor looks pretty much the same, but I feel like the look on her face says it all. Yeah, she's pissed. She made yeah. got made look like a fool. Last yeah. one, she's. I'm very I'm very glad that um that she'll actually be in the movie this time. We hope. We assume. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because like last time I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. And then she's in like three scenes. She never takes her helmet off. You're like, oh, she's just kind of there. Oh, it's hopefully like, we get to see sucks. her and Finn go at it. Yeah, from from like, it's funny because like, you read all the like the the I've read like one or two of the like, quote unquote, leaked whatever. And it's like, it's, I don't think this is real. And they don't even really give that much detail. But I one of the things I had heard was like. Uh, the movie will be centered more on Phasma as opposed to Kylo, which I, I actually welcome, but... Um, Maybe they're putting but, uh, her we'll in, see. like, a Boba Fetty-type role, like, oh, here's our cool, armored bad guy that's going to be more yeah. of a villain like it, he was in uh, Empire. Yeah, and and uh, we are also getting a, a Phasma novel and a comic book at, around the same time, so oh. that that maybe tells you all you need to know about how much of a role she'll she'll have you know it's like not even kylo's getting a freaking comic book or a novel in the same month you know (laughs) so we'll see it's it's exciting i'm excited about all these covers uh i got a quick question about these covers is this Mm -hmm. the first time that we're learning the name of the planet that uh 
Luke Skywalker's been on? No. What's have the we, name have of the we heard that name before? Ach two. No, we've. I think they. Uh, it's. I think it's Octu or something like that. I think that they mentioned it in the novel. The novelization. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's. I've heard that name before. Uh, thrown around like on other shows and stuff. I but. tried to go to that island. I was in Ireland, and I saw that oh, yeah? was a thing that one could do. And I, my mind got very excited. Uh, yeah, it's specific to a certain time of year, so I missed out. Was oh, very... really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So if you if you're having uh, if you hope to go, make sure to do that research first. Yeah, they actually had a booth for that island. They at did. Celebration. Yeah. What selling tickets like... for it? Yeah, like like uh, they had travel guides and stuff that were like, we can get you to this island. Oh, I actually have the goodie bag they gave us right here next to me. Hey, Skellig Quest. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I I, I forgot about that. But yeah, um, you know what's funny is I live right next to Mere Woods. I've lived next to Mere Woods for almost four years. Never been. It's and for those of you that don't know, they filmed a lot of Endor in Mere Woods. <laughs> I was like, oh, I live right next to Endor, and I've never gone. Uh, I need to I need to correct that. Yeah, really, that's like, sad. Soon. Go do it. Yeah. Run around. Apparently amazing. But, uh, A bunch of yeah. Ewoks. Yeah, I, I, I'd be really surprised. It's That's funny. That reminds me. Alex, because Josh, you already said, uh, what was your favorite movie when you were a child? I know for me as a kid, I loved Jedi, too, because of the teddy bears. So uh, did, you bo- did you both say Jedi? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to say Jedi, too. Because honestly, I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, Empire Strikes Back was the best one. Growing up as a kid, though, seeing the final battle between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and him giving himself up for his son, I mean, just that whole that whole spot, plus the space battle, I mean, just blew me away. Like, it was just, to me, it's the perfect movie. You have the villain who gets redeemed, the dark side falls you have you know everything going all happy at the end of it you have that really awkward shot where they're all standing there looking at the camera um (laughs) and then it's interesting because not not to say too much about a certain book but you watch the special edition and you see the scenes where they're celebrating on coruscants and all these things and one of the books actually takes place maybe five seconds after a scene that they show in the special edition movies. Oh. You're talking about Aftermath? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just being able to see, like, oh, I remember that scene. So, right when you think things, you know, have a happy ending, they turn south real fast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's funny you say that, too, because, like, uh, the book Shattered Empire takes place right after. Yeah. And that's, like, clearly shows you that it wasn't over. And, um... And then I know we've brought it up like five times. We need this needs to be a drinking game at this point. <laughs> uh, Lost Stars, like I gotta start that book. Last Jedi, or uh, uh, not Last Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi. It like ends about three fourths through that book. It keeps going. So um, clearly, like it, it clearly there was more going on there than you know the movies had to tell and then the upcoming battlefront 2 yeah. literally starts at the end i'm psyched of, for that yeah i am very i'm very excited i love that. those special op outfits yeah i uh <laughs> yeah that's so funny that that developer came in and <laughs> i'm um, glad that you brought my uh, my issues with yeah, that trailer it's to funny him. too because like he wasn't there in a professional sense he was like a friend of a friend and and uh explain to the listeners so i i I work at IGN, whoop, whoop. and and a guy came in who was a friend of a friend who was working on Battlefront, and he and he introduced it like you know my friend introduced me to him. He's like, oh, this is so and so. He's working on Battlefront. I was like, that's uh, that's cool because like he, he had told him I was a really big Star Wars fan, and then and then I said, the game looks cool, dude. And then he's like, thanks. I was like, my my friend, however, is very concerned about the lack of tubes, and he goes, what? And I was like. When we watched the trailer at Celebration, there was a lack of breathing tubes on the suits, and he was very concerned about that. And I was like, he wants to know if they're going to be in the game. He didn't have an answer for me. So but... let me give a little backstory real quick. So uh, as a part of the 501st, I am a an A New Hope TIE pilot. So we have these, what we call uh, CRLs. It's the Costume Reference Library. And in those, we call out all the parts of the costume. 
So when we're watching this trailer, we notice, wait a second, these people don't have tubes. And then you see them without any kind of balaclava or any kind of, you know, headscarf. So we're, we're like, all right, there's a few things missing, but I'm sure they'll explain it in the game. Yeah. And then, and then uh, my wonderful lady friend here who works in development was quick to point out that they might just be taken out for the, for the early builds because of physics. <laughs> ah, physics. Yes. Ah, oh, those darn physics. <laughs> Shake fist. But I'm I'm psyched about that game. Uh, yeah. I shared that little that video with you guys, which I'm sure you'd seen. Yeah, I I, I I watched it actually after you sent it because I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. No. The uh, that it's from you know the other perspective. Like you, I think you mentioned earlier, Alex, how how you could tell these same stories, same events from multiple perspectives. And, oh yeah. Uh, someone you know a girl growing up in the empire again female focused i'm loving it um yeah very cool and she's hot as you also said so (laughs) well i don't know who said that but (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and that's that's one of the great things about star wars too i mean you see it in the clone wars you see uh where they're fighting in ryloth how they want to preserve ryloth just for the people and they don't necessarily trust the uh what do you call it the uh the Galactic Senate, but at the same time, the Separatists are kind of iffy with them, too. So there's a lot of this point-of-view stuff, and that's one nice thing about Star Wars is that you can know one point of view of the story, but there's a separate and opposing view that may also be right at the same time. Yep. I'm telling you, guys got to read Lost Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you bring, you keep bringing things up, I know, I'm like, man, you got, you're ticking all the boxes here. It screams <laughs> it on the, on the cover itself with the rebel yeah. symbol and the... Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, going back to what we were talking about earlier when we were saying, uh, you know, as kids, we all like Jedi the best. What it, Currently, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Like your top one, if you had to pick one that you're like, this is the one that ch- checks all the boxes. Holiday special. Don't everyone ask for it once. <laughs> Holiday special is that Holiday special. <laughs> Oh God! No, it's, it's, oh, gosh. It's I've actually never seen the holiday special, so that might it. be that might be a watch along. You need to, no, you need to watch it and and just record your face at the same time because <laughs> it is the weirdest thing you'll ever watch. That Star Wars, aside from like the Endor movies, which are kind of weird too, but uh, I mean it's it's Endor it's, movies. You've never heard of the Endor movies? You mean those like that cartoon? No, no, no. no. There were live action ones. With the little what? kids and they're lost and the parent, they, the whole family gets so, right. They're lost on Endor. So look up a movie called Ewoks, a battle for Endor. It was a TV movie from 1985. Um, it's really interesting. And it's funny because there's a witch. There's so many, there's so many lore. Right? Well, what's cool is, again, everything's connected in Star Wars. There's a witch in there. And I was reading on one of the uh, Star Wars.com websites that, uh, she was one of the very first inklings for the idea of the Night Sisters. Oh, cool! So Ooh. even from back then, they had these Force witches, and as the you know as Star Wars has evolved in the video games and everything, they kind of dragged her character along with it. So there's a connection between her and Asajj Ventress. Like it goes that far from 1985 all the way to like 2010. Interesting. Yeah. This curly-haired blonde girl is giving me some like flashback memories. Yeah, I grew up thinking that was a boy. I feel bad. <laughs> oh no! All right. Um, so I, oh, I we mean, didn't answer your question. Yeah, we didn't. Ever, <laughs> nobody ever answered the question. I mean, I, I, you know, if, you know, film school pressure, social life, uh, empire, you know. But um, you know, I'm. Sh- I know that's the best movie. Uh, you know. Uh, like I said, I love everything Star Wars. So there are things that hold a special place for me. Just, just in terms of you know, what they mean to me. And for me, Force Awakens was very, very exciting. When when Ray turns on that star that lightsaber, like it was like twenty years of validation all condensed into one moment. Um but uh you know, obviously Empire Strikes Back is is the greatest film of all time, so you know, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I still um, gotta go with Return of the Jedi. Still my, my favorite movie. Still still I mean it's the the whole story of Star Wars you have from that one point is kind of the center point from the original trilogy that builds up to that moment. You have the prequel trilogy that still builds up to that moment, mm-hmm. and from the decision that Luke the decisions that Luke makes in that movie 
affect what we're seeing now in uh, this sequel trilogy. So, from and I mean, you can't go wrong with Ewoks flying <laughs> in the air, knocking down chicken walkers with tree trunks. And dead Ewok. That's the saddest. Yeah, when he's kind of shaking out, when he's not, you know. Oh. Yeah. Poor dead Ewok. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I gotta go with Empire, but I like them all. So, especially this second half of of uh, Jedi. Think, yeah. That was a beautiful space battle too. Yes. Yes, it does. It does have a beautiful space battle. Although Rogue One was, you know, pretty up there too. Dude, okay, I I I cried during the Rogue One space battle. You too? Because it wasn't even anything sad happening. It was just like no, it was just the beauty of it. All of a sudden, for the first like time, you see go- the rebellion come together like that. Well, it was like the, honestly, it was all of the like the minute the um like I had a huge grin on my face the minute the X wing showed up. I was like, yes. And then, and then when they start showing like all the unused footage, like they're like, "Oh, these are the actual pilots." You know, I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh God!" I was like, "They've unzipped me." <laughs> and then you I, see the ghost in the corner. Like that was that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that um, when I was watching Clone Wars, uh, the, the series, uh, some of those episodes might be my favorite piece of Star Wars. Anything. Some of those arcs are dark and violent and serious. And uh, I don't know. I, it goes to a place where I always kind of wanted Star Wars to go, some of them. Um, so, yeah, I really like yeah. some episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think, um, I think like, the entire arc between where Maul is on Mandalore mm-hmm. should have been episode two. Like, it's so, it's so good. Um and yeah, there's just like season five of Clone Wars is just like some of the best TV. He's just like, I can't believe how good this is. <laughs> I, remember, I thought this was supposed to be for children. Right. I remember forcing my boyfriend at the time to watch, uh, you know, the the kind of final arc of Ahsoka. And uh, just because I thought it was so good. I'm like, anyone can appreciate this. And of course, he's like, it's a cartoon. This sucks. Like, no, it's quality storytelling. And where is he now? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You can't, if you can't appreciate, if you can't appreciate Ahsoka, you might as well get out. Well, see, and I was not a big fan of Ahsoka when she popped up at first. To me, it was, to me, it was awkward how all of a sudden out of nowhere, there's a character that was never alluded to anywhere else. I mean, it was, Anakin Skywalker all of a sudden has a Padawan. It just kind of threw me off. But as the show evolved over time, I, you know, I appreciated her more and more. And then you have her in Rebels and her whole storyline there. I mean, it just blew me away. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the interesting thing about it, right? Because at the, right at the beginning, you're like, well, something has to happen. You know, she's not around. And I don't think they're going to, you know, uh, just kind of kill her. Or, or, or either they're going to kill her or they're going to do something cool with her character. Um and and there's and I kind of like when she comes back. I mean, I, I don't want to spoil Rebels uh, for for people, but they those shows know what they're doing, and they and they pay attention to the histories that they've built between these characters. And yeah. Yeah. it makes sense that you don't hear about her um, because Anakin's kind of in his own world. Uh, but it it feels real to me that that she meant something to him. So it's cool. Yeah, I uh, honestly she never bugged me. I was just gonna throw that out there, like uh, I she did grow on me, but I don't think I was ever. I don't know. I I, t- I find that I tend to have more tolerance for like the the kid characters, you know, yeah, in shows and in games and stuff because I've I've found myself gravitate toward like the whiny kid because I was that whiny kid <laughs> once, you know, and it's like I get where this kid's coming from. He'll learn one day, or you know. And 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 with Ahsoka, it's like she was a little whiny, but that didn't bug me because I'm like, ah, she'll figure it out. But like, you know, I, it's I don't know why people just have this weird aversion to characters like that. But well, for for me, my issue with her wasn't necessarily the whiny part. It was my at that point we were getting new Star Wars that we never thought we would get. So right. my concern was they're creating a character that they're going to create a storyline with that we know can exist or at least they can't reference past a certain point, so how are they going to make that work? And mm-hmm. with her leaving the Jedi Council, you kind of have her not having to worry about Episode 3. So they, they, they did it in a way to where it fits within the storyline that we've known through the movies, but at the same time that they can continue telling the story. It now, was really well done. Yeah, so now where is she now? Well, 
it you know we still have to see um yeah but they're they're doing a good job so i can appreciate their their storytelling like i mean i think a lot of it was just a concern as to where the character was going to go if they're just going to ride her out just for you know a yeah. little thing here or there but uh no i mean i i bought an ahsoka print at celebration got ashley Eckstein to sign it like it's, <gasps> i'm looking at it right now i mean she's an awesome character jelly nice anyway we should go on to our our creature feature creature of the show. Yay! Yeah. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> All right. So for the creature of the show, we have the Gundark, because the only reason I picked the Gundark, and I'm not even quite sure I remember what they look like, <laughs> is because uh, it's because uh, you both had mentioned Gundarks in our in our little private chat when we were planning this out and i was like ah, oh, that'll be a good one that'll be a good one to to do first so gundarks were large fearsome predatory animals uh from vangor i don't know what that planet or vancor i'm not even sure what this planet is guys uh but i believe that i believe it's from the clone wars yeah they do reference in the clone wars i think obi-wan yeah. kenobi and luke or uh, Anakin. Yeah. right Gundarks had 16 claws to tell someone that they looked strong enough to pull the ears off. A Gundark meant that they were healthy and unusually strong. At some point prior to Anakin and Obi-Wan's assignment of guarding Senator Padme Amidala from an assassination attempt, Obi-Wan and Anakin fell into a Gundark's nest. Uh, and although Anakin remained or reminded Obi-Wan that he went into the nest to rescue Obi-Wan, uh, the gang leader Tasu Leech used a Gundark bone as his rifles grip so that's the little like, like that. awkward kind of conversation they have like hey you know don't they have that conversation in uh which movie is that attack of the clones and uh he's like hey you should have saved me from that thing and it's like what the hell are you talking about i think that's the conversation right something like yeah that sounds familiar i haven't watched the <laughs> attack of the clones i haven't much. watched the prequels in a long time like i showed them to to nicole for the first time and that's probably the well, that's not the last time I watched them, but I watched them again sort of half paying attention to them because they were on TV, and I think it was, like, Thanksgiving. They were just on t- – like, they were playing all six of them, and I ended up catching, like, the end of two and the beginning of three, so I watched some of those. But I, wa- I went to go see F- Phantom Menace when it was in theaters for the re-release when they said they were going to do them all again, and then they stopped because <laughs> nobody wanted to go watch the prequels. Um but uh yeah they only did the first one yeah they showed back uh, when it was in 3d right uh yes in 3d which i was actually kind of pumped for i want to see star wars in 3d so i um, think yeah i think they did uh attack of the clones and revenge of the sith in 3d too but they only showed them at star wars celebration yeah they definitely didn't release it in theaters because i was pumped for that because i don't know why not go spend an afternoon watching star wars in 3d um yeah why not but back to the gundark i actually did my own research on this as well because i thought you might oh pick my this. god um i believe the only appearance of the actual gundark is in uh the clone wars i think you only see remains and hear mentions from other people uh in the actual main canonical films but uh and there might be like a gundark hanging out in the background somewhere of some movie that i don't know about but uh I think it is a, a character that lives mostly in myth, in the Star Wars myth. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't find, like, any actual pictures of them in films. Maybe one day. Maybe one day they'll show up in a film. <laughs> we'll see. I haven't... I, they, you know, one thing about the, the sequel trilogy so far is it seems like there's not a ton of... I mean, well, I guess the Borgulet is, like, technically a prequel... I don't know. Borgulet. Whatever. I, yeah, we. Uh, Becky, you should know. We yell <laughs> "borgulet" a lot. I don't. Okay. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's a funny word. Is it? And, and is it a profanity? Is it like? Is it? No, "borgulet" was that like tentacle monster. Yeah, the borgulet. No, but... We just just oh. because it's a fun word to say. Yeah. Sure, but yeah, maybe continue your explanation of of, of what that oh, is. Oh, it's literally just because it sounds funny, and so we'll just <laughs> yell the borgulet like sometimes. Fair enough. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, that's actually gonna do it for the show. We this was this was amazing. We did it. Hooray! And uh, thank you for listening to the first ever episode of Long Time Ago Radio. Uh, we don't yet actually have an email because I haven't set that up. But check the show notes. It should be set up by the time the show goes live. But I don't want to say it 
on the show just in case it's not that like it's not the email that i can snag um but if you'd like to follow me personally uh, i am on twitter you can look me up i am the jawa josh um if people wanted to find you two and follow you on twitter or whatever where could they do that i am at rebecca june lane on on twitter and instagram and all that good stuff Sweet. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under DapperFet. Don't really do the Twitter. Yeah. You 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 follow people on Twitter. You end up liking my stuff, but <laughs> I have you never post. No, no, mainly I use it for news. Ah, gotcha. It's, it's a good resource. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then if you would like to find out more information on the podcast itself, you can go to canontimeline.com slash podcast. And again, thanks for listening. May the force be with you. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.